0: hello and welcome to the nursery and preschool chat room podcast join the twinkle team as we talk about life as a preschool and nursery practitioner we'll share our honest thoughts and experiences on a range of topics that affect early years practitioners every day in their settings hello and welcome to another episode of the nursery and preschool chat room i'm katie and i'm charlotte and i'm fliss and in today's podcast we're going to be talking about the highs and lows of being an early years practitioner and we know that the highs are really high and the lows are really low Sometimes, like, the pay. So what do you guys think? What are your highs and lows of being in early years?
1: I think one of the highs is just seeing how your input helps the children learn and develop and Mm. seeing them, especially if you have them from babies and if you're... You know, still working there in a few years, you get to see them grow throughout the nursery and move rooms, and then they go to school, and it's just nice to be able to see that whole transition process of them growing up. Yeah, that's a big high. Just, just seeing cool. that, just seeing that you you have an impact.
0: Yeah, because there's a lot of jobs where you don't see that. Like, yeah, emotionally it's quite fulfilling, isn't it? You mm-hmm. you are setting targets and goals for these children, and you're seeing them achieve these things that are going to last them throughout life. And if you're just working a nine to five office job
2: satisfying
0: i'm sure their days are made a lot brighter when a little one runs into the office
2: i always think of the like housekeeper or the cook like i think like they're always like popping into the rooms and being like oh how's my little favorite you know like their days made so much better because they can come out of that kitchen and pop their head in the room and start Chatting to the children.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point because they do brighten up your day. Mm-hmm. And I know everyone says it, but children do say the weirdest things. That's
2: why I like toddlers is my favourite because there's stuff that they can come out with. Like I think you're guaranteed at least like five laughs a day. <laughs> like that's probably one of my highs. You're just looking and they just say something and you're just like, oh my gosh, as if you've just said that, and you're there like laughing. And you might have had those days.
0: You know, you sometimes at the end of the day, it's just it's been a really good day. You've been. Like the team has just really worked together. Wow. Well. The children are on fire and you know, you get home and you're like, I actually had a really good day at work today. And you're like, that's why I do this job. And I think it's really important because actually at the same time and in the same breath, it's a really stressful job. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of responsibility. And you can start working in a nursery from 16, really. So that's a lot of responsibility, usually from quite a
1: young age, I think. I used to really like the relationship you had with the parents as well. I used to see some of them as like quite a good friend, really, some of them. And it was just nice to chat with them and talk to them and then some would add you on Facebook. One of the parents of the other day messaged me just putting some photos of her little boy that I used to look after and just saying you know he's doing really well at school I thought you'd like to see these photos of him so it's like you still get to keep in
2: contact with them even after you've left or you know the children have left when the children like move rooms and they send like a card to say thank you or like I remember when I left and like I got a few cards and like the long message in it and them just saying like how much like You've been such an important part of their child's lives, and they talk about you at home and like they really are gonna miss you and stuff like that. I think that's like a nice thing as well.
1: It really helps you feel family. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think you forget that though when you're having a stressful day and you know things haven't gone right. You don't always. Realize that these children actually really do appreciate what you do and they really do like being around you and everything you do for them. And when you get like like cards and emails, like just saying thank you
0: that's a really nice thing actually because you do forget that, that yeah. they do like being around you. Yeah, like I know some days they come in and they're miserable, but most of the days they're mm. running in the room to like run in and give you yeah. a hug and say hello because to them, they're some you're someone who plays with them yeah. and looks yeah. after them. And you're like you make because we follow the children's interest, like oh. Oh my God, we always have
2: fun. Although I had one child that'd be like my absolute best friend throughout the day And I'd go do handover and pass him over And they would literally just turn away And he'd just be like, <laughs> I don't know who you are I'm like, say so you've just been like running around with me all day Wanting me, shouting me And then I pass it over to mum and like I'm talking to mum Saying, no, oh, what has been up to? And he's literally like that <laughs> Don't look at me Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, great but they they look up to you massively
1: i don't think people realize mm-hmm. like they idolize you some of them like literally idolize you and they like they'll go home and they'll talk about you so you, like when you're having a really bad day sometimes it's just like
2: think about mm-hmm. You are actually like massive, like part of these children's lives. Even now, like when I still go back into nursery and stuff, and I'll see like this one child, I'll just like pop my head, and as soon as he sees me and like makes eye contact, he's got this biggest smile on his face, and he's just like, Oh, Fliss is here, and I'm like, Yeah, hi. Even like a year down the line, since like, I've looked after them, I think you do leave that, that impact on their lives, so that's definitely a high.
0: I've always said that the children in your care are like your little besties. Yeah. Because you spend so much time with them. Whether they're like full time or they just come in for a couple of days a week, that's a big chunk of their day. They
1: do become your little best. You're like a surrogate parent, aren't you? Really? <laughs> yeah. You're just like that second adult figure in their life after their, you know, own family. Like you said, you see them sometimes five days a week for long hours. Yeah, I see the kids at the nursery a lot more than I see the
0: children in my own family.
1: But then I think, like, these children are grateful probably that they've got you there all the time So they've got a stable, like, consistent adult to, like, they'll feel safe and someone to look after them. So, yeah, we are very appreciated. There are a lot of bad things yeah. as well.
0: I think because a lot of it comes down to funding in early years because it's not like a school where they get money from the government. In a day nursery or a preschool, it's a business at the same time. So they've got to make money to be able to do things like pay a higher wage, which I think almost every single practitioner will say they love what they do, but the pay is...
2: wouldn't have a workforce if like people were that bothered about the the pay Like there is still the side that we do it because we love it but when you think about it in actual like reality for what we do the pay doesn't reflect it
0: that's a lot of responsibility like the physical care the intimate Mm -hmm. care and then on top of that we're teaching them and we know that the first five years are so important so the stuff that we teach them how to hold a pencil, for example. Something mm-hmm. they were using for the rest of their lives. And I do sometimes feel that pressure when I'm working with the children. Like, do you know when they might be taking a little bit longer to click onto something that you're doing? And you don't get... You, I would never be frustrated with the child themselves, but I get a little bit frustrated in me sometimes because... Hmm. You just want them to do well, yeah. don't you? And they succeed in what they're doing. And There's a lot of internal pressure because you're, yeah. you as the practitioner can be aware of this is a big thing for them.
1: Yeah, I think you, you do get a bit attached. As they get attached to you, you get a little bit attached to them. Yeah, it's cool. like they are your own child. <laughs> you just want them to be hitting their milestones and mm-hmm. their goals and things like that.
0: Very much into this idea, which I speak to you guys about all the time, is that this concept of professional love. Because yeah. you do learn mm-hmm. to love the children in your care. You spend so much time with them. You're doing so many things for them. It's hard not to. In life. It's very much mm-hmm. in a professional sense. Mm-hmm. Because it's because of the work, but you you do love them and it, they you care about them and the things that happen to them and yeah. you try to do the best for them because of how you feel about them, which is actually a really integral part of being a practitioner. I think I
1: think it's nice as well if you've had their siblings as well because mm-hmm. it's like a little bit of a you've had you know you're looking after that family because I've had it where I had siblings um, after what you know after one child and then you just feel a bit of part of the family when you're giving feedback yeah. because the older child who I used to look after would come and from school and say hi to me and then we'd be chatting and it's like you just build that
2: Nice bond. I guess when you're talking to the children as well, yeah. like, you know, like the, about their siblings and stuff, you can have like really good conversations. I I often like ask them, oh, where's so and so? Like talking about their sibling, and then they'll start te- telling you a lot more. So if you know more about their family and that sort of thing, I feel like you get you get that more personal aspect.
0: Have you ever thought about how these children are probably going home and talking about you?
2: Yeah, to people you yeah. don't know, or like maybe just to
0: their parents or their nan, and they'd be like, oh, Katie did this. I find that really brilliant to but think. But then I feel but like.
2: As a practitioner you go home like and talk to your partner like not like yeah. over all like the names and stuff like safeguarding reasons but like if like mm. one of my children or like a little child like did something I'd go home and I, or like they did something funny I'd go home and say oh you won't believe what they did today and like start talking about it at home like you carry it with you I guess.
0: And I don't think most office jobs can come home and be like, oh, this happened. Oh, the
2: printer ran out of (laughs) it. Yeah, fun. We had a family picture book and in that, at the beginning, was all the practitioners' pictures as well. So, like, each of us in the room. So, mine had, like, some pictures of me and, like, my nephew in it and stuff. And, like, this little boy and girl, like, they'd look through the picture picture book and they'd say to me, oh, that's Freddie. Like, and they'd know about, like, my, like, nephew. And I found Mm. that really nice.
0: We've touched on lots of good points, because like I said, the highs are high, it's a really emotionally fulfilling job and everyone wants to feel loved and wanted, which you definitely do in early years by the children. (laughs) It's a hard job as well, and I think it's really, from people outside of early years, it's really underplayed the toll that it takes on you.
1: I don't think people realise how, like, draining of a job it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to come home and be absolutely shattered. shattered yeah. And you're doing that from Monday to Friday. Especially if I was on an early and I was getting up at 5am. Mm. And I never really got to go home on time because it was always, like, no stopping to problems. come me. So, like, I don't think people realise how much of it mentally, like, and mentally draining as well. Mm. Like, it's just tiring. Yeah, it just takes a lot out it of you know, because yeah. you you needed so much in all them hours. That you are needed mm. constantly. Like There's never really a point when you really can just like chill out. Because mm. even on your dinner break, sometimes it's like, oh, can you just do, I just need mm. you a minute, or can you just sign this for me while you're on your dinner? And you never really get that. Putting all this effort into these children all day long and trying to remember things and do things right and talk to parents and answer emails and everything else that you've got to do, you just get home. And I used to get home at the end of the day. I'm absolutely exhausted. You just don't yeah. have headspace for anything. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I would literally eat my tea, have a shower, and lay on my bed. <laughs> <laughs> literally <laughs> just lay there and just, like, process the day and just... You know, sometimes I'd have headache. You're just sort of concentrating all day long. But yeah, I think it is a very demanding job on your body and like your it's, mental state sometimes. It's a job
0: that requires a lot of emotional and physical yeah. work from you. Because like you said, you're needed all day long. And so, actually, that is sometimes emotionally regulating the children Mm -hmm. from how you're feeling. So you can't let your feelings show. You kind Mm -hmm. of have to learn to put up a bit of a mask on a wall. Which is, it's a skill and it's not an unuseful skill to have. No. But you can never really let the children know when you're feeling frustrated. Or if you're upset and something's going on Mm -hmm. in your life. It's like
1: resilience. You're you're very resilient. You just you just crack on but like people who say to me oh, why are you so tired you just sit at a table and draw you, yeah. you'll be sat on carpet reading a story you're not even moving I'll like excuse me <laughs> You don't understand mm-hmm. i've got like twelve thousand steps on my watch yeah <laughs> and i am constantly but people just assume that we like babies oh you just sit on the floor with the babies you don't really do mm-hmm. much but they don't understand like you're up down up down
0: it's physically taxing do you know yeah yeah
1: like that's... picking babies up for nappies even onto the mat and yeah, some of them yeah thing. and it's like you get <laughs> our muscles doing that
0: yeah in and out of cots i used to find particularly painful on my back. We did have to have like manual handling training, mm. but I remember the videos always used to be about picking up a box and I'd be like, um, the box isn't squirming, the baby's gonna be. So I never found them particularly yeah. useful, but it's physically yeah. and emotionally very taxing. But to think about the highs in comparison to that, you've got to see if they balance for you. Because it's not mm-hmm. it's not for everyone. Like Working with children is hard and yeah. it's not the right, right move for everyone. So you've got to really think about As an early years practitioner, is this
2: right? I found it hard to have like like a work-life balance in a nursery because you are working them like 40 hours a week. Like I used to want to go to the gym after work and stuff like that, but once I don't get home until later on and have your tea and you're so tired, once you've sat down, that's it, you're not getting back up. But I think it was quite difficult to find that balance.
0: So as we've said a couple of times, when it's good it's good, when it's bad, it's bad. But you're in it because you love it and it's okay if at some point you stop loving it or if you fall out of love with it for a little bit it's not for everyone but there are definitely perks and there are definitely downsides you've just got to decide if it's a job worthwhile for you
2: this week's practitioner problems we have a question and it is what alternatives are there to saying be careful often finding children don't acknowledge it so i think what they mean by this is like when like children are climbing or doing something that could potentially cause harm i don't know
0: and as a practitioner you'd probably naturally say be careful Mm -hmm.
1: i think the main thing is explain what you mean when you say things be clear (laughs) yeah just be clear or if you know you do want them to be careful doing something just kind of add a little bit on like if you do that this might happen or i know they've got to learn that they will hurt themselves yeah because then they won't do it again like risky play you know they've got to learn all that things have risks but i think if you explain a little bit more of why you're saying stuff to them yeah yeah it's a little bit more than just saying the words
2: we have some great resources on the Twinkle website all about risky play in our CPD. You can find support in terms of like handouts, PowerPoints, so that can give, like your, give your staff some training on how to approach situations like that with risky play and what kind of language you can be using.
0: Yeah, because if you've got a group of children and you're just shouting, be careful. Yeah.
2: Who are you talking to? Yeah. yeah exactly. What yeah. are you talking about? I always think as well, you've got to kind of like get them thinking. So, like, say if they're like climbing up a wall or something, so just saying, be careful. Like posing like questions to so them, like, oh, where are you gonna put that foot next? Like, so then they actually start thinking, like, oh wait, what am I actually doing? Like, That's a really good shout. Yeah, make them think about what they're actually doing. And if they're like, oh no, that step's actually slippery, I'm not gonna stand on that. And like, yeah,
0: because it's the process, isn't it? We teach them just before they start to do it. And and then as they get a bit older and they're thinking skills mm-hmm. develop they're going to be thinking in advance
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh wait i've been here before and katie said something about me slipping on that step yeah
1: because i think a lot of people like practitioners will just like don't do that because it's not yeah. safe get down but they're at, that's the child actually trying to learn to do something or learn a skill mm-hmm. So like fliss said if you can sort of change it into a learning experience for them that's a little bit safer then you're getting a positive out mm-hmm. of it Yeah, so it's really just like with a lot of stuff in early years you need
0: to give them the building blocks to understand the action the potential consequences so they're learning to risk assess because you're not going to be around them forever or if you had your back turned they need to be looking at that themselves and being like oh that might not be a good idea or i might fall so it's really important for them to learn that actually so thank you for tuning in to another episode of the nursery and preschool chat Room. as always you can find us on any of the social media channels We're on Facebook, Facebook groups, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, YouTube, if there's a social media platform, we are on it,
1: but in the meantime, we'll see you next time, bye! Bye.